What's good? I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of the Major Music Lounge. We're going to be joined by Antoine Legrade, who's going to come on to uh, talk about his latest project, The Art of Low End, as well as he has a new single called Old News. Uh, taking a look at his Spotify, been very consistent in releasing a lot of music over the past couple of years. Also, I was a guest on his radio show recently, uh, late last year, talking about the quarantine files. If you're new to the Major Music Lounge, uh, we do this pretty much every Friday. New producer and artist interviews on YouTube, as well as all podcast streaming platforms out there. So definitely check it out. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. And follow me on Instagram at D dot underscore major music, as well as Twitter D dot MME. If you're a producer, artist, creator, app developer, uh, maybe you might do sound design. Definitely love to have you on the show. So follow me on one of those social platforms. Hit me up and we'll get you set up with being on the show. This is the Major Music Lounge, and we're joined by my guest, Antoine Legrate. Um, I was actually on his podcast, his show, mm -hmm. late last year around the quarantine, files mm -hmm. time. So yeah. definitely a pleasure to have him yeah. on the Major Music Lounge. Yeah. Um, how you been, brother? I've been good, bro. Staying busy, you know. I hope as everyone else is right now. I mean, this this quarantine is the best time to grind. I've never had so much opportunity before. So yeah, yeah. staying busy, no doubt. Yeah, man, I, I can definitely, you know, by looking at your uh, discography on Spotify and Apple Music, tell that, you know, you've been hard at work. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what kind of made me reach out to you is I saw you hit, you were promoting that um, Art of Low in the, uh, the um, Art of Low in, yeah. Volume two. Um, mm -hmm. And I checked that out and I, I really dug that a lot. Thank and, you. Uh, no Appreciate problem, that. man. I, I like your overall sound, man. You know, we're going to kind of get into all of that yeah. i wanted to um ask you more so about tell me a little bit about how you got started with production and you know maybe who are some of your influences to get into production mm. well i started around the age of 16 uh and my friend got me onto it uh and ever since the first beat i was hooked uh I, nothing else can like i guess reproduce the feeling of like when i make a beat it's just it's something in the air i don't know um, Inspiration-wise, though, you know, probably Kanye, Timbaland, Neptunes. Um, and then, you know, I also kind of draw inspiration from other genres other than hip-hop. You know, uh, I was really big into, like, the uh, French techno of, like, Daft Punk and Justice and also rock music, like the White Stripes, Led Zeppelin, the Beatles. So it's all just, like, this mixed mesh-up of just inspiration, so... Yeah, man. And it, it kind of all makes sense, you know, um, just kind of hearing Kanye, for example, um, and going back to maybe like his, a lot of his early records mm -hmm. around college dropout. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he and I, I think, you know, I hear that kind of jazzy vibe, soulful mm -hmm. vibe in a lot of your music. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely see where you draw some inspiration from yeah. you know, that. And then you made some uh, references to rock as well. Mm -hmm. And I kind of hear some of that in your vibe as well. Mm -hmm. um, overall, like, well, how old are you now? I'm 23. Ah, okay. So mm -hmm. um, this is this kind of something. And you've been using also what Logic Pro for most of your production? Well, so I started out in GarageBand um, and then 
moved on to iOS after the whole iPad production thing started going on and started working in like uh, what we're using on iOS. Cubasis 2, yeah. uh, IMPC Pro 1, not 2. I don't rock with 2. <laughs> uh, core Gadget. Yeah. And um, gosh, there was one more. Oh, it was called... Um, gosh, I'm spacing on the name of this right now. Oh, it was the um, Korg module. Yeah. With mad add-ons. Super fire sounds. Um, and then... I had a full studio running on iOS and then I kind of hit like the wall, I guess, because it wasn't as fleshed out as it is now. Like I had to like copy files off my computer onto the iPad, all this stuff. So switched over to Logic about two years ago and uh, we've been grinding ever since. So Okay. Yeah, man. Um, one of the things I like that you talked about is GarageBand. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like one of the things that I think a lot of people sleep on GarageBand they do. One, they do. No uh, doubt. And it's one of the few apps that number one free. You get free mm-hmm. sound libraries. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use um, audio units inside of Logic. I mean, yeah. excuse me, inside of GarageBand. Yeah. Um, there, there, there's, there are a few tweaks I think could happen within it, but right. overall, if it's all I had to bang out with, I'd make it work. And I gotta be honest, from like. When I used GarageBand back when I was like 16, 17 to now, bro, they totally expanded that thing. Like, it's insane, bro. It's insane. Yeah, and it, it'll be interesting, too, to see, like, um, I would probably say in the near future with the iPad getting more and more powerful, mm-hmm. if they step up GarageBand even further because yeah, I remember yeah. kind of when the iPad Pro was introduced, mm-hmm. kind of like you were saying, they kind of stepped it up around that time and now yeah. we're getting all this power now so mm-hmm. who knows where it could go and then you also made a reference to core gadget now that's one yeah. of my personal favorites um bro vancouver sampler in that if you know you know bro insane man insane one of my favorites i, I just like it overall in terms of the workflow because i can take it to work with me and mm-hmm. If I have a 15, 30 minute break, I can just yeah, get something in real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah just that, yeah, that efficient. Um, yeah. And then I just bounce it out to Cubases and mm-hmm, I might mm-hmm. mix it down in Cubases or sometimes yeah. I export it to Logic. Mm-hmm. Um, what um, about now you got you're still doing your radio show? No, nah, I, I haven't done that in a while. So I was doing that with uh, Rashad um but he kind of has moved more on to like stereo and stuff um so podcast wise i think that's kind of come to its tail end um it was really solid though um i personally haven't wanted to start a solo podcast uh you know i'm, I'm always down to, to talk and network and everything but for me i just rather more focus on music um but you know always open to you know being a guest like this on your show which i also appreciate um so yeah i think um I think maybe we might have something again in the future. It's been in the talks, but I think for now, uh, it's closed for now. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally feel you on that because this is this is actually my second time doing a show. Oh, um, really? I did a show years ago with a couple of other guys, mm-hmm. and this ran for probably about five or six years. Mm, and then wow. from that point, I think we stopped in what maybe sixteen. You were so you're early on the game. Wow. Yeah, we was on uh, six years for that. Block yeah. talk. We was on block talk radio mm. at the time. And mm. then um after a while, you know, we kind of all went our separate directions and um 
last year is when I kind of started just getting more active on YouTube. And then mm -hmm. from there, I was just kind of like, I need to add another element to my channel. And right. Yeah. Up coming up with this. And it's something, man, I, I like to do maybe once a week, you know, because like you say, got to also have that perfect balance of focus on music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't want to take away from that. And it just exactly. allows me uh, to create more content as well mm -hmm. as connect with other artists and producers yep. as well. Yep. Yep. As far as like anything you got for 2021, do you have any plans for, you know, new music or, you know, anything, anything really that you got going on? Yeah, there's quite a bit in the works. Um, I got singles with um, a few upcoming artists. Uh, I just recently dropped one with an artist from Belgium named Polar Lenny. It's called Old News. Um, great track we did. I have some singles. I have two more volumes of The Art of Low End, uh, still in my lo-fi bag. Um, and then I'm hoping to drop another uh, full EP with artists. But it's been kind of hard with this pandemic, you know, because I like actually linking up with artists and being in the room with them to actually produce it, you know, and kind of go along with it. So it's been hard, but, you know, make it work, no doubt. Yeah, man, I totally hear you on that. Um, it's, it's like, I want to create these compilations with artists as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're right with this pandemic, it kind of makes it hard for everybody to get around. And, you know, I'm always open too, on top of that to like send beats out and, you know, everything yeah, no like doubt. that, but um, it's nothing like, having somebody in your presence and being mm -hmm. able to create something in a moment. Exactly. I mean, it hits way so, different. It's yeah. way different. What's your thoughts really? Like um, what I want to ask is, mm -hmm. you know, as far as the time you've been producing, what are your thoughts as far as with a lot of these avenues, how producers are creating, whether mm -hmm. they're creating from scratch or whether they're using a lot of these uh, sampling sites like Splice and uh, mm -hmm. Sounds.com mm -hmm. to create. What's your thoughts on, you know, just one versus the other and kind of how that correlates to music production in 2021? Hmm. That's a really good question. You know, for me, um, I guess to kind of rewind here, um, some of the hip hop artists I was inspired by, Pharrell, uh, Timbaland, Kanye, they all sampled, right? In modern day, I guess you could say the loop is a new sample. And for me, I mean, I, you can't see it, but over here I have a wall of vinyl. Uh, you know, I get busy sampling, I use loops, I use whatever I can. So to me, it's all about what you're putting out. Let's not let's say you're not a producer because that's a loop, you know, because like when I started out, I didn't have any of that stuff. There was no community for loops. I was, everything was from scratch, which is kind of a blessing now because now it seems like no one is cooking from scratch. So, you know, I, I, I think we should just kind of get away with that whole mindset of like loops aren't real tracks. I, I think it's nonsense. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, I have some friends that I've been knowing a while and we've always had these debates over mm -hmm. sampling versus not sampling. And I respect everybody's opinion, mm -hmm. but um i'm i kind of more so agree with you from the aspect of i look at it to me it's no different i kind of almost view it as a collaboration in a way that's no mm. different than me and you sitting in a room together and i say okay antoine you do the melody I'm yeah gonna do the drums yeah vice exactly person. exactly and you know right then and there we created a beat 
uh let's just say artist buys the beat you get your mm -hmm. percentage i get my percentage and everyone everyone eats and now we got a track out there exactly man yeah, and man. i don't know if you're active on reddit but for me that's the community i've seen where it's a lot of like negative people talking about well if it's not from scratch it doesn't count and it's like where's your albums where's your eps you know yeah exactly and that's the biggest thing i'm glad you said that because it's like a lot of the time it seems that the person that's talking the loudest is the one that don't have one project out there. Facts, facts, <laughs> exactly, bro. That's why I just disregard it, bro. Like, to be honest, like, I, I kind of was late getting back to your message because I really don't be on social media because it's, it's just a lot of negativity, bro. Like, I would just, I guess, answer my own questions, I guess, and then, you know, maybe come across someone I can share a good opinion with. But for the most part, man, it's... That's toxic, bro. It's crazy. Very toxic, man. It's crazy. That's, uh, you know, I, I got to limit my time myself. Uh, mm -hmm. I left Facebook alone altogether. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> it just, it's kind of like, <laughs> That's man, probably I, the worst. That's probably the worst, oh, to be man. honest, out of all of them. Give it 24 hours if I'd activate my account, <laughs> and I'm just like, I got to deactivate it again. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. And um, Instagram, you know, I, I kind of, make my daily posts but outside yeah. of that i'm not on there too much man right and twitter is just kind of what it is i mean mm -hmm. i may post about sports and things like that on there. right right another good topic too i saw you post about this and uh i wanted to get your thoughts and uh you know not to throw names under the bus but a little experience the spam from producers and artists i just have a question if you were trying to sell milk. Would you sell it to a cow or someone without a farm? So why are producers sending other producers beats saying, check out my beats? Why is it not to the artists? Yeah, it, it, it's a great question. Um, I actually, earlier today, I recorded another separate video kind of mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you made a great point. It's kind of like, recommending a um workout plan to a fitness instructor <laughs> yeah it makes no sense and i when i when i first started getting those probably like a year ago i would check it out but now it's just like bro i know you sent this out to 100 people so it's not even music too it'll be just like i started getting tagged in weird like conspiracy posts and i had to go on my settings and like uh i have to now check off every post i'm tagged in because so i was like bro what is this yeah it's crazy yeah man it, it's like um i feel that's one of the things that artists don't and producers don't really learn is how to properly network online mm -hmm. how to properly engage mm -hmm. um with their community or build yeah. a community at that mm -hmm. at that at the and, least you know i'm not gonna sit here and message you hey buy my beats <laughs> yeah i never even looked at your profile yeah yeah well and, exactly. and in fact to get to the messaging well not all the time but in some cases to get to messaging you may have to engage with somebody's profile but they don't yeah. read anything on the profile to, yeah to exactly producer. yeah exactly yeah and uh it's uh yeah it's definitely become a problem that was kind of one of my other issues with, with facebook man i would get up in the morning 
and I see that such and such artists or producer that I've never had one conversation with mm-hmm. tag me and 98 other people in the post yeah. promoting this mixtape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You know, I got to end up blocking that person. So yeah. yeah, yeah, you have to sometimes, bro. It's crazy. I, I think another big thing too is like, like you said, building the uh, you know the the fan base and your community and the artists and producers you work with. I feel like a lot of producers now are not taking those first steps. Just reach out, check out someone's profile, listen to the music. They seem like they just want the fast route, but there is no fast route. This takes a long time. Long time. Long time. And I mean, you, you know, you mentioned you 23, you, you actually started earlier than I did. I was 25. Mm. I'm 39 right now. Yeah. I think we had that talk before, bro. You're telling me how you had like, logic before it was logic or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. so you were early on yeah yeah and um man it's like a lot has changed and these guys aren't really studying you know how to get their music out there right now so mm-hmm. you know it's it's kind of like you said earlier they're trying to really make a quick buck mm-hmm. and they don't care how they go about doing so right which is not a good long term because really the, the community with the right people, it's smaller than you think, right? So it's like, once you get out there as that person, it's not going to be nice for you. It's not going to be nice. Not going to be nice at all. Mm-hmm. No. Man, um, as far as in your lab, um, now I kind of want to rewind back to your, your um, studio. Yeah. Are you strictly producing just on software? Do you have any hardware as well? No hardware. No hardware. I mean, I have like my MIDI controllers and everything, but my MPC died a while ago. Uh, oh, man. I've been trying to get around to a new one, but you know how it makes stuff. <laughs> Which MPC did you have? A 2000. Oh, yeah. I had one as well, like a couple, well, not a couple years ago. It's been a minute, but mm-hmm. um, I had to end up selling it to buy a new Mac at the time. Oh, uh, yeah. That'll happen. Man. So you're producing on M1 now, right? Yeah. How's that going? Because I've been eyeballing it. And I'm like, God, I don't want to make the jump, you know? I love it, man. Um, I have the M1 with the 16 gigs of RAM uh-huh. in it. And um, it's only the only issue I have with Isotope, which is something weird right now, mm. because some of their plugins I can see in machine, but I can't okay. see them in logic. Interesting. Yeah. Like Isotope, Elements, Neutron, all those kind of ones. Yeah, mm. and I reached out to them to ask them about that. And they said mm-hmm. there was something that they were working on, they were aware right. of. Um, right. And they hadn't gotten around to it yet. But I'm noticing little things, not just with them, but other plugins that I might have appear mm-hmm. on one side versus the other. Right. Um, outside of that, though, I mean, everything runs smooth. I haven't mm-hmm. had any, like... Um, those system overloads and logic. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, and even like programs, because the computer is actually behind me, the iMac. Oh, okay. I've been having that since 2013. And oh, yeah. Yeah, that thing. I mean, I can open up or try to open logic. I can go outside, check the mail, come in, get a glass of water, sit down, play some Xbox for a minute, and come back, and it still wouldn't be. You know? <laughs> That's the oldie. That's the antique. Yeah, now. <laughs> man. So, but uh, I kept it up because uh, 
it was it still can run a lot of plugins, right. but right. you just gotta exactly. wait, man. Yeah, you gotta warm her up a little mm-hmm. bit. You gotta warm her up. So what I like to always ask everybody that comes on the show, mm-hmm. is there anybody maybe that you've always wanted to work with that never got a chance to work with? Or who or if you mm-hmm. can name even one pro- one artist or even producer that you actually I'll I'll give both of them to you. Mm-hmm. So one artist you can maybe do a five track EP with and then mm. maybe one producer that you can collaborate with. Mm. You know, it's going to be kind of on a, a non-hip-hop side, but there's this cat, Sam Guthrow, um, and he's a great singer. And he was putting out music that had, like, hip-hop elements to it while kind of being, like, just chill songs. Uh, I think that'd be really dope to link up with him. I, I haven't reached out to him or anything like that, but, you know, if it happens, I mean, that'd be really dope. Uh, <laughs> Sam Sam Guthrow. Uh his Guthrow. most popular song is Down for This. Really good okay. song. I'm gonna have really to check song. him out. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's a cool guy. Uh producer wise, um, let me see, let me see. Man, I think it'd be really dope to link up like Derringer or uh, Alchemist. You yeah. know, I really like their sound and coming from like my background of sampling and everything, I, I think that might be a good match for sure. Yeah, man. Alchemist. He really killed it with uh Freddie Gibbs last year. Uh, the Alfredo? Woo! Oh man, you that weren't album, ready? yeah. You weren't ready. Yeah, I still, you know, I, I love Nas. I love Nas, and I'm not mad at him for about the Grammy either. Right. But right. Uh, I wouldn't have been mad if Freddie would have won it either. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Man. So uh to kind of go to iOS production, are you still on iOS pretty heavy, even yeah. with uh M1? Yeah. Yeah. Um I like I usually when I whenever I take my devices, either my Mac, I might take that one day or um, I may take the iPad sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing hopefully Apple will announce something as far as coming out with a new iPad Pro at some point this year. Because yeah. I still got the 2018 model, which is still cool, but I'm at yeah. I'm kind of running out of space on it. Yeah, yeah. Has there been any big like leaps or expansions? Because like, like I said, when I started, it was like, what was it? Audio copy from the computer. It was a weird file system. How has it kind of expanded now? Like, is it get close to what a desktop could be? Yeah, um, I think it's pretty much there, man. Um, yeah. I like the whole file system. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the file browser is what really killed it. But I was like, that's when I first got logic and everything. And I was like, well, too late to turn back now. So, yeah, it's yeah. Um, my only thing is like in some instances of, and I guess that's kind of related to the fact that like, and I've got my iPad right next to me. That's my point here. But, um, <laughs> they got a USB-C port on here. Ooh, um, but On the iPad? Or uh, yeah, on the oh. iPad Pro, the, t- the 2018. Now, mm. if they make that a Thunderbolt 3, in the future, right. um, you'll be able to transfer data a lot faster. That that's yeah. probably the only that thing. USB-C is key, bro, because transfer speeds on the lightning cable were tough. Yeah. Were tough. So USB-C, yeah. that's big. I feel like it's a lot faster though, in some cases, airdropping yeah. uh, something to my device than moving it through files. But I mean, overall, um, I think the file system is good. Um, you know, as far as like one of my favorite things right now is the mix box from IK Multimedia. 
Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah, like I multimedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a mixing suite, it's probably the closest thing I found to like waves. Uh, one of the waves bundles on Ooh, iPad. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. big on the waves. Joints. A little bit of everything. SSL compressor, uh, the J37 tape, phenomenal for low end, lo-fi. Uh, yeah, crazy. And um, I wonder, like, and I'll get your thoughts on that too. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard about that, but recently Native Instruments and Isotope announced a partnership. Mm. And um, just wondering, you know, that could mean some new things for iOS. That could be some new things for, um, you know, computers. Yeah. Um, do you use a lot of Native Instruments as well? Like maybe not no, machine, but like plugins. No, I, I've used machine in the past uh, and I really liked it, but it was when I was collaborating with another producer. He had, uh, this was a couple years ago. He had the, it was like a machine drum pad with a screen where you can uh, kind of chop your sample on the hardware. It was oh, yeah. super crazy. But for plugin wise, not a lot of Native, native instrument stuff. Okay. Not on my end. Yeah, yeah. What I would... Um... Yeah, I just want to see Isotope just enter the iOS platform because I think right. I think it'd be a good fit. Yeah, sure. right now it's needed. I think even Waves, Waves, now they have some things in Cubase's. But right. I feel yeah, like I remember I had the Waves bundle on there, and then I got the Pro Q3 when that first dropped. So Fat yeah. filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, one of yeah. my favorite EQs right that's there. A, yeah, that gets busy. Mm -hmm. That gets busy right there. Man. I want to get that for my my computer too. I, Their tax, bro. I I I couldn't buy a lot of the plugins because when I got on desktop, I was like, "Whoa, this is a whole different ballgame." But what I'm wondering, and I haven't tried it yet, you got me mm -hmm. thinking now. Um, it, I'm gonna look it up actually after we're done with this show. Yeah. But um, I want to know if I can use because I our weird part is I found the uh one of the Moog 15 plugins um which i'm using now in logic mm -hmm. and i know i didn't purchase that um hmm. for my mac but it now appears as a vst inside of logic and i'm like hmm. i had the ipad app but i didn't purchase it for my mac so i'm i'm kind of wondering because yeah on the on the app store on desktop i don't think i've ever seen plugins or anything like that but now maybe with m1 what if ipad and mac os is now one that's yeah. crazy. If now, that's I do case, know that's crazy. You can use Beatmaker on a Mac now. Really? Yep, Beatmaker okay. 3. You can download it. Uh the only thing hmm. and maybe they'll fix it in the future, but it it you can't do full screen. You right. gotta use this little box, and that's mm -hmm. the only downfall to doing mm -hmm. um iOS apps on a Mac right now. Right. Because I mean, if that was the case, I'll be honest, like the one key thing I really miss about iPad was IMPC Pro's sequencing. For some reason, that really just like hit with me. And I've got it somewhat set up on Logic where it's close, but if I could have that with Logic, oh man, crazy. Yeah, man. Crazy. Hopefully one day we'll get there soon, man. Uh, so a, a good question too, coming from uh, your side, you, you know, you've got the podcast rolling everything, you've been heavy on content. And kind of going to talk about the producers who are trying to get fast routes to everything. You've been getting a lot of spam on like, oh, so what's up with the podcast kind of deal? Like, do you have to deal with that kind of stuff or has it got? Um, yes and no, because I'm what I'm trying to do right now, like 
I'm trying to give a lot of people a platform. Yeah. But, what yeah. I, but at the same time, what I expect in return is like, I'm not going to just interview somebody that says they do beats for a hobby. Like, you know, maybe. Right. Like yeah. You got projects to release. I mm-hmm. see, you know, you created content in the past. You have some type of social media presence. Yeah. And that's what I'm kind of looking for when mm. people reach out to me. Um, and there are some guys that do want to get on the show, but they don't have a lot of those things. So I'm just kind of like, what are we yeah. going to talk about? You know? Mm, yeah, exactly. And what are we going to talk about? Yeah. I don't necessarily want to turn everybody away, but at the same time, um, you know, it just, I got to make, I want to make sure that that person's right for the interview. Right. That's good that you're doing the kind of quality check beforehand, you know, because I think that's a good point, bro. If you're doing it as a hobby, I mean, there isn't much there. Yeah. And I kind of learned that from my first show because, man, I mean, you know, we had some, so many people on there. Some people came on, they were cool. They, you know, they had everything together, but Mm -hmm. then you had some people, um, you know, we got talking about music distribution. We got talking okay. about a lot of the same things that you and I talked about in terms of, of DAWs and plugins mm-hmm. and things like that. And mm-hmm. they were very new to this. They, you know, mm-hmm. couldn't really elaborate yeah. on certain topics right. that we were talking about. So, you know, I, I with this show, I kind of wanted to make sure that we have a lot of well-seasoned people on here. Right. Right, it's good content, especially too, because like I don't know, I I always love to give out game to like new producers, because I know when I started, like I like with samples and everything, there is no community, there's no one to reach out to, so definitely always good. Definitely yeah, good. man, and that's the thing is like, um, you know, not just myself, there are a lot of other great creators out there that give free game all the time, all but day. a lot of like other producers and artists don't really engage with that, and they're doing a lot of same things we talked about spam we talked about you know just little things like that and there are resources everywhere you just got to find yeah yeah and sometimes like i said i kind of don't really stay too active on social media when i'm when i'm creating is sometimes the best answers answers are within yeah yeah and uh that's one of the things like ever since i closed my facebook down i still watch like i it made me engage more with YouTube, but mm. I watch a lot of other creators too to kind of, you know, keep my ear to what's going on. Yeah, I kind of low-key do that too. I kind of peek in sometimes like, all right, what's going on? What's new? And then I gather what I, I want and I tuck back away. So, <laughs> yeah. And it, it just, uh, it kind of carries over to this too. I mean, uh, helps me create some topics and, you know, mm-hmm. questions about, so, you know, it's, uh, I like I I would say YouTube can be toxic, but I won't say it's as toxic as a lot of those other platforms. Oh yeah, no, definitely not, definitely not. So, uh, starting this podcast, how have you kind of managed like producing and doing a podcast? Um, what I usually do like with that is I kind of lay out my schedule as far as um, what I want to do each day of the week. So Mm -hmm. um, I get my two off days for my job a week, Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. being one of them. Yeah. What I usually try to do is get in an interview one of those days. Okay. Um, And then even like on some of the days where I get off early, Mm -hmm. maybe like 637 o'clock, I may try to set something up with somebody maybe an hour or two Mm -hmm. later after that. 
hustling, hustling. And then on top of that, what I do also, um, one of those days, I may shoot like beat making videos Mm -hmm. um, and put at least one, maybe two out a week. Okay. And then um, what I do though is when I track the beat out, that's mm-hmm. kind of another piece of content because I'm going to mm-hmm. make a little video with you can buy this beat online at such and yeah. such a place. And that's already three pieces of content right there. Right. Yeah. So um, Yeah, that's good, bro. That's good right there. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish, uh, I don't know, for me, it's just, it's, it's always such like a intimate atmosphere when I'm producing. I never think of recording, but, you know, people want to see that for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, people want to see that stuff. And then, I mean, outside of that, um, there are like a, a ton of beats. Maybe if I'm traveling or I might be watching a basketball game on TV mm-hmm. and I have the iPad or the MacBook by the mm-hmm. TV on, and I have it on mute and I'm just making beats watching the yeah. game. Yeah, watching the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, those are the ones I might just track out during the week and mm-hmm. upload or, you know, whatever with. And um, I just kind of get myself in a rhythm like that. And then even may maybe weeks where I take, I may not do the show, I may not do a video, mm-hmm. I may just put out beats all week in mm. some form of putting something out. Right. Uh, yeah. One of the things I feel, and it's a fine line between it, but I feel like in this day and age, mm-hmm. you can't just create music anymore. Like you gotta have something yeah. that people it's, are into. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. And I mean like. For me, I, I'm always constantly creating music, but on the social media tip, it's just like, that's always been my hard thing is like, just always putting out something, you know, because for me, yeah. it's kind of like one or the other. So, but that's good. Definitely for the people who can do both, you know, kill it. Kill yeah, it. yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, there are times though, like things happen, like uh, last week, in fact, um, I actually, my M1, man, I don't, I don't know what it is. I think there was something in the software, but mm-hmm. I loaded a backup months ago and I got it on, got the M1. But From like the time machine yeah, thing? Yeah. And I had an issue with my previous computer where it would just restart itself. So, Yo, I, did, was it a MacBook Pro by chance? Uh, It was an iMac. Because I had that exact same thing happen to my first MacBook Pro. I had the time machine, all that stuff wouldn't install on this iMac man yeah it, it um that took me down all <laughs> weekend so i had <laughs> to end up restoring everything everything bro. on top of that uh i one of the days i was off i didn't even do any any work because i was out you know at a friend's wedding so yeah. i was gone all day so it was like that last week i kind of had to put together content you right. know, to, to uh, make it throughout the week. I ended up getting the interview in and getting a big mm-hmm. video up, but you know, um, I had to kind of gut it out. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So uh, another iOS question, and I kind of tried playing with it, but I guess I'm just not in tune with iOS as much as I used to. That koala sample, I see a lot of potential in it. Have you had any experience with it so far? Yeah, I did. Uh, now I don't use it often, mm-hmm. but um. I did a beat making video a while back. What I like about it is I kind of like kind of how I was talking about Cork Gadget mm-hmm. as far as being able to just open it up, start banging out real quick. Yeah. Let's just say, man, you got all your you, we were talking about files earlier. So let's mm-hmm. just say you got all your samples arranged in files, you know, mm-hmm. where everything's at. 
Yep. You can go in. You got your 16 pads in Koala yep. Sampler. Yeah. So you go in and load your pads up, chop up your sample if you want to. Um, what I like about it is, in fact, the files engagement. So you could actually drag up the files window and have it wherever you want. And let's say you got your folder up with your samples. You could just drag it over to each pad mm, real yeah. quick. Yeah. And then just start chopping like that. Um, right. I like it because of that. The only thing I do not like which I hope they change in the future is I don't like how you got to make the whole track, like all your instruments in one track. You can't really split up. That's what was throwing me off about it. Exactly. The big thing I really liked was it was, it, I can't find anything like it in logic are the effects on that quality sample. It's yeah. like a SP, you know, you can't get those effects, but the sequencing of it, it's just, it's weird. So yeah. Yeah. But I look though, there's a, there's this guy, uh, I don't know if you're following him or not on Instagram, but his name is Impressionable Sound. Mm -hmm. um, he, but he kills it, man. Like, Does he? yeah, I, I got to get him on I have here. to check him out. Yeah, I'm uh, He's probably one of the best as far as like, I've never seen anybody use Koala Sampler and, you know, like him or as, as good as him. Mm -hmm. so, um, he's probably one of the better people to use it. Um, mm. Let me see. Impressionable sounds. Um, Makers the squad. Yo, Beatmakers the squad. That homie is really cool, bro. When I was on uh, Core Gadget, I was using like his presets we made back then. Yeah. Yep. Super fire. Shout out. Yeah, man. I got a. Uh, I got one of his kits too, man. He had came out with a uh, a trap kit. Probably about mm -hmm. a year or so ago, and I got that. And yeah, you're right, man. He got a lot he's, of good stuff. Yeah, and he's a really cool dude too, just to talk he with. Is. Really cool yeah. guy. He I was on the show. Yeah, yeah he was I on had the him show. On the first yeah. one. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, definitely one of my dope interviews, man. Definitely one of my dope interviews. Um, and then uh, one other thing. That, now that we talked about Koala, have you ever used um, segments? The segments no. app. No. Now that's probably one of my favorite uh, samplers on ios segments okay um this one's by elliot garage and the reason i like it um very similar you can drag and drop the um files onto the pads mm -hmm. um, what i also like about it though is um you can pull up multiple instances of it now it's going to be a plug-in it's not a full uh, uh, program okay so, so you something you have a, to use in like a cubasis or something yeah okay. yeah uh, but you can use multiple instances of it um, if you wanted to, you know, maybe have your drums set up in one mm -hmm. or you want to have your your sample actually chopped. That's up fire. Another. I and just looked it up and, and you can get it on the iPad and this does look pretty nice. I won't lie. That does look nice. Yeah, man. They they uh, Elliot Garage, they got a, got a lot of good uh, good uh, plugins for iOS. There's another drum plugin called EG Pulse that you may mm. want to check out as well. OK, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on kind of the creators for uh, YouTube and everything, have you ever checked out Kenny the Business? Yeah, yeah, actually. Oh, yeah. Right before uh, we started doing our show here, um, mm -hmm. I watched his, uh, he reached 100,000 subscribers, so I want to oh, shout okay. out Kenny the Business uh, for yeah, that. Yes, sir. But um, I actually came up across him with some beat maker tutorials a couple mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah, he's been following ever since, man. Yeah, really dope journey of, of how he was kind of like he started a while ago when it was only on computers, and now he's in the only iOS game. 
And because he's got some hits under the belt too. I think he got a Grammy so, off of something. Yeah. Something when I was. Oh, he, I hey, swear I he did. That. Um, he did. Uh, what did he do? I think it was maybe Every Girl in the World. That's yeah. my favorite one. Yeah. That and, um, man, he uh, he actually also developed a iOS app, um, the Mark One Rhodes plugin. So, nice. yeah yeah him i can't remember it was him and another guy but they used the um audio kit synth engine to develop it and mm. it's definitely pretty dope man so you may want to check that one yeah, out as well no doubt uh kenny talks about this too and and i've been using it ever since it came out have you ever tapped in with luma fusion by chance yeah actually Bro, crazy that's probably um so you know mentioning that old imac um mm-hmm. Before I got my M1 Mac, that was kind of probably like LumaFuse was probably the primary video editing uh, mm-hmm. app that I've used yeah. until I got back into using Final Cut the way that it should be. Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I still, um, because I got all my templates set up in uh, mm-hmm. LumaFusion, so mm-hmm. uh, I still use that a lot. Like right. I may start something off in Final Cut and then I yeah 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 for me i i've always looked at final cut but i don't make enough content to justify buying it so that's why like for me luma fusion was a move and luma fusion is really crazy for the phone yeah it's insane yeah it's insane if uh if you are a ios producer and you don't have you luma fusion and you yeah. like to edit videos i think Good it's like 25 bucks maybe 25 30 yeah if, 25 if that, 30 yeah. bucks and it's just as powerful, if not more powerful than Final Cut. Yeah. Um, I just like for the intuitive, like, because I can get on there, man. You know, if I got a limited time to edit video, I can get on mm-hmm. there. Edit. Yeah. And it's quick. It's yeah. snappy. Export times are fast because these iPhones and iPads, bro, they are really powerful machines. Much more powerful than most people use them for. I edited a, a music, music video on uh, LumaFusion. A full music video, wow! Yeah, full music video, um, crazy. So it's definitely capable of you know uh, a lot more. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, where can everybody find your content online and on streaming platforms? No doubt, um, all streaming platforms. Uh, probably about forty to fifty. I distribute on uh, Antoine the Great, Twitter, Instagram at Antoine the Great. So okay, and um shoot man i do i did want to say it was you know definitely a pleasure having yeah. you on and you know Always. getting some time to chop it up with you man yeah. we've been yeah. kind of crossing each other for what, two three weeks now but yeah we finally yeah, made give it or take. yeah yeah yes sir yeah good. man and um before you you know we go um is there anything maybe for listeners up-and-coming producers you know whoever that you know maybe words of inspiration you'd like to lay out there mm. Make sure to always do you, because there can only be one you. Yeah, man. I'm going to leave it on right there. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, we got enough clones of a lot of different people. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> a lot more originality in the game. And, uh, you know, definitely appreciate, you know, your authenticity, man. And hey, Thank you, bro. You, know, I you too, tell, man. Too. No problem, man. I appreciate it. And, you know, I just want to tell you personally, if you have um, anything in the future that you got coming out, Feel free, reach out to me, man. Yeah, I enjoyed our conversation this yeah, time. No last doubt. time we chopped it up, so no doubt. Hey, uh, even on the producing tip, 
Maybe I come up with some loop samples, shoot them your way, you know, get a little something yeah. in. So. Yeah, man. Because uh, yeah, cool. I feel like we got, a, you know, similar styles as far as that yeah. lo-fi boom bed vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, this has been another edition of the Major Music Lounge. You boy did that with Antoine Legrade. Definitely yeah. go and check him out on all streaming platforms. Follow him on Instagram. And you can check out this show every week on YouTube as well as all podcast streaming platforms. And we are out.